Uh, Satan would not like for us to praise our God. Uh, you found that Christian radio, your, uh, you know, your, your music collection, what you download, whatever you listen to. That. Hopefully you've got some praise and worship in there. And it just takes you to a different place. And the church said, man, it just lifts our spirit. I mean, who said that the devil had all the good music? I mean, man, God, he's the one that originates. He creates all the music. And uh, so this morning we want to look at that and how we get unleashed as a people of faith as we seek the Lord. So uh, I, I do know this, and you do. Music does something to us emotionally. Uh, that's when we like music. That's when we like radio stations. That's when we go to concerts. I mean, we just there, there's just a vibe. There's, there's a feeling that comes over us and spiritually and physically. And, and, and we're just people that have been created by our Creator. And we need to be around music. And we need to have songs in our heart. Even this morning as we went back old school and sang uh, Blessed Assurance, some of you went back to when you were a little boy, when you were a little girl. Uh, one of the things about our contemporary movement, a lot of times the, the younger folks don't know the hymns, and that's probably uh, an indictment on us. But I, I've told you here before, Zephaniah, that little minor prophet, he, he tells us that, that God sings over his kids. Man, I love that concept that God is singing over us this morning as we sing back praises to him. How many of you, when your kids were little, you sang to them? Come on, raise your hands high. Raise your hands. You die them. You, 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 raise your hands real high if you sing to your kids. And somebody are like, yeah, that's what's wrong with them. I, I, I'm tone deaf. It, it was really bad. They had nightmares after I sang to them. Did you see that video not long ago? It's a good thing I didn't want to show it because you wouldn't be able to see it anyway. But uh, Carrie Underwood and her husband, and did you see, you know, of course, she's got the voice of an angel, and she sings, and the little baby gets calm, and her daddy, the world-class hockey player, when he sings, the baby has a fit. Like, well, who's got the better voice? Duh. Well, you know, I'm not Carrie Underwood, you're not Carrie Underwood, and whatever, but it doesn't matter. Man, God enjoys this. He enjoys the noise of his people. And the church said, somebody said, he just, he, just, he just rocked on me. He just said my noise. Some of you have awesome voices like our praise team and several of you, and then some of us like myself, we don't sing as well. But we think we sing good. Okay. And, and we sing loud, and it's okay. And, uh, but here's the thing. You know, we sing to the Lord because he commands us. It's not like God says, you know, here's some suggestions like when, uh, when, before I come back to get to church, I'm just going to suggest that y'all sing. No, God says, I command believers to sing praises to the Father. So that's what we get to do in here. And uh, so I want to I turn to a Psalm, Psalm chapter 150, and I'm just going to have you stand one last time. Okay, just stand. And, it's not, and, and I'm going to read God's word over you because I believe it has power. And this is Psalm 150. Listen to the word of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. That's where we find ourselves. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for the acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of trumpet. Praise him with the harp and lyre. Praise him with tambourines and dancing. Praise him with strings and flute. Praise him with a clash of cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. Isn't that a great song? It just lifts us up. S-U-A, coach. I love you. I've been loving Coach Granger for a long time. I served with him when he was at Robert E. Lee, and he's been at SUA doing a marvelous job. I understand Friday night wasn't your best night, but you played hard. Amen. So you've been putting your praise on ever since, hadn't you, Coach? 
And whether we win or lose, we praise the Lord. That's what God wants for us. But I want you to look there. I want you to pull this little sheet out. Mine's all highlighted and marked up. I want you to pull this out. Just wave it at me one time. There you go. Pull that out. Okay, here's these seven Hebrew words. And I want to just show them to you quickly, and we'll get back into Zamar because that's really our focus. The first one is yada. And when we talked about yada, it's with raised hands. It's like when you yada the Lord, it's like a, if, if, if a football team scores, everybody's real quiet, right? Now, nah, man, you raise your hands, man, you high-five people. You don't even know if you're in the stands, and you, and you lift it up. In the Scriptures, 114 times, we find that word in the Hebrew that he says, I yada, I extol, I praise the Lord. And it's like a child. When a child wants to be picked up, they raise their hands up that you might pick them up. We raise our hand to our Father. We raise our hand to the heavenlies. It's a beautiful thing. So, Lord, help us to extend. Look at the second one. It's, and, and you can, I know the print's kind of small, but you see those words in there. The next one would be tada. And it's used 32 times in the scripture. And it is similar to yada, but it means to show agreement by extending the right hand in today's society, the closest thing that we have to a handshake or to a pack. And Lord, we are thankful. We lift our hand. We extend our hand in thankfulness to die to you. We praise you, God. So, Lord, we know that. And then the third one, listen to this. Last weekend we covered it real quick. It was the word Barak. And what it means is it means that we bow down. In the church, there's something that we bow down. It's called the what? The altar. And we bow down, we, we kneel, we salute, we pledge allegiance to the Lord. So we barak him. So we die him, we lift hands. But let's keep moving here because I want you to see this quickly. And then tequila. Now, I didn't say tequila. I said tequila. See, some of you went there and said, tequila. Man, I didn't know that was a biblical word. Tequila. Now, let's, let's redeem the moment. I know, coach, I, just, I don't know where you went, but let's come back to me quick. Tequila. Say tequila. Yeah, somebody like, I ain't remember nothing you said, but Tehillah. And don't go off and quote me and go, here you go, Tehillah. I want you to quote that. It means praise that bubbles up. It overflows from the heart. We Tehillah, we Tehill you, Lord. We sing our praises. We enthrone. It's, it's spontaneous. It just comes out to the Lord. Have you ever had those moments of just spontaneous praise? You were overwhelmed with the goodness of the Lord. And that's what it is. So the Lord wants us to do that in his presence. And then look at the fifth one here. Halal. Halal. 165 times. And basically it means it's one step outside of maybe dignity. It's clamorously foolish. It means to boast. It means to shine. It means to dance before the Lord. And I know we come from lots of different parts and members and tribes in the body of Christ, lots of flavors in the room. And some of you are very stoic and some of you are a little more freer and you don't feel good about extending your hands and you certainly don't want to dance because you're a Baptist or whatever. You know, I don't know. But here's the thing. Uh, David talks about how he danced before the Lord. So we worship the Lord with our body, with our hearts, with our souls, with full expression. Lord, you are worthy. It's, uh, halal is demonstrative praise, that we demonstrate that to the Lord. We have no problem sometimes when we go other places. And then the sixth one, listen, it's the very first one we covered. It's the word shabak. And shabak is to express praise to God in a loud manner, in a loud tone. 
we shout to the Lord, we give honor to the Lord, we bless the Lord, we shout out praise. There was worship wars in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, and they've kind of dialed down. It's all, it was all about styles of worship. And I left a, a traditional style of worship to start a contemporary praise and worship. And now here we are 24 years later in this movement, and some would call it modern worship or whatever. But it, it's not that one is more right than the other. It's just a, a preference. It's just a style. But we worship the Lord, and the church said, amen. We're going to praise you, God. You're, you're worthy. But this word zamar, let's go to the seventh, the one we want to focus on today. It's with, like, stringed instruments. It's with musical instrument. Now, I don't play any instruments. In, in college, I bought a banjo, and I thought I was going to play a banjo for the glory of God. I was horrible. I ended up giving it to, like, my nephew, and he's an incredible musician. He used to play in a big Christian group, and he can play any instrument, you know, and I can play nothing. And uh, so I just gave it to him, and, he, man, he, he loved it. He plays whatever. And some of you, so here, when you... Uh, put on your zamar, you might, like my son-in-law and my daughters, they're incredibly musical, they could just go over to the piano or over to the guitar, and they would just start to play and sing to the Lord. Oh, I love to be a part of that. Last night, for a couple hours, I just worshiped the Lord, praying for you and for today, just praising God in our study. And you're saying, but you don't play anything. I had on music, and I had on some instrumental, and I had on some songs, and I just sang along. And like when we do praise and worship, we just worship the Lord through instrument and through praise, and he's worthy. Psalm 147, verse 1, look at it. Here, here it is. Singing has always been a part of the lives, but, or it should be. But I learned of studying church history, as I know, there was about a thousand years that they quit singing in the tabernacle, in the temple. And, and so it was more stoic, and it was the word and the Torah and all this different thing. And, and they didn't sing, and then, and then it came back. How many of you are glad that singing came back to the house of God? Man, let us sing together when we go to the house of the Lord. See, singing prepares our hearts to seek Him. Singing helps us shake off the stuff of the world. Did anybody have any stuff on the world when they came in? Man, this morning I came in, praised up, and then with things not working, man, I just started getting kind of messed up, and, and I was trying to pray, and I was battling. And, 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 and to be honest with you, I was getting a little bit in a spiritual funk. I mean, it was just bad. I was like, man, I'm like, I'm here to put on my worship. I'm here to lift high the name of Jesus above anything of this world. Amen? And we had just began to praise him, and, and, and change just began to fall. And here's what I know. This is so practical. I don't care where you are. Maybe you're discouraged. You're depressed. You're, you're sick. You're happy. <laughs> you're somewhere. But you need to put your praise on daily. And praising the Lord is healthy for the soul. And it gives honor to the one who is worthy. We've come to elevate one name to name today. And that name is the name of Jesus. Jesus is Lord. We are not. He's on his throne. As kids, I remember teaching this to my kids and to my grandkids. And, and these little words, you, you think about the songs you learned when you were little. You, maybe you learned the hymns in your church. Maybe you learned this. You went to Bible school. You did these things. But here it is. Let's see. I, I know y'all know it. I don't even have the lyrics because they don't work anyway. But here it is. The B-I-B-L-E, that's, and that's pitiful. Let's do it in. The, come on, sing it with me. The B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. Hey, look at that. You knew it. Okay, that, that's good. Y'all don't sound too good. You're singing praise of the Lord. 
See, some of you are getting all excited. Man, I'm sorry. You participate and I cut you off. How rude. Here it is. I may never march in the infantry. Shoot the artillery. See, look at that. Now, Coach, we don't do these songs here. They just know them. Miss Susan, y'all don't know that song? Y'all, you know that song. Say, some of y'all knew that song. And I'm like, man, I had fun at church today. We sang these little songs. But they're truth. That's one reason songs came back into the temple. Because have you ever noticed, okay, let's say it this way. How many of you are not real good at memorizing things? Okay. How many of you can learn every single song lyric there is? How many of you, like me, remember the songs and the lyrics from all the 70s? Uh-huh. But you don't remember what you ate yesterday or what you wore, much less what I preached last weekend or two years ago, you know? But songs, they have that ability to capture our minds and our hearts and worship. When we put on our worship and we have songs of praise tucked down and we begin to sing and then think and reflect and meditate on that which we sing, God gets glory. I'm so grateful for the gift of music. I'm grateful that God calls us to worship. Did you know the book of Psalms? It's a, it's a song book. The Jewish people would sing the Psalms to the Lord. In some movements, I think the Geneva Society, or the, uh, I think if you Google, not now, you're listening to me. But you see, that's what's so scary today. I can say something, and y'all can leave me in a heartbeat. Sermon hadn't got slow yet. In the uh, Geneva Psalter, they have a lot of these song, the Psalms, they're put to music. And, and that's how, so little Jewish boys and girls, they would know so much of God's word because they had sang it in rabbi school and in Torah and in class and in their homes. And, and that's why we should learn songs of praise and worship. That's why we should learn the hymns. And we make songs and melodies and we sing them unto the Lord. Oh, it's powerful. God, fill us with that. Zamar you. Lord, let us talk of your wondrous love. Let us have expressions, Lord, that our praise flows from our hearts. We sing along with instruments. You that are musical in the room, and some of you are. I, I know SUA, I remember uh, several years ago when y'all first got your praise team at your school, and they're really good. And those instruments enhanced worship at, at Weekly Chapel. And the SUA school said, I can tell y'all enjoyed it. Okay. No, it was awesome. You, you know it's really good. Y'all have a great uh, department there where you, where you do those things. Like, I, I tell you, we can all play one instrument. Everybody in this room can play an instrument. Our hands, our five fingers, we can clap. In some services, we clap unto the Lord. We, we clap with songs. And it's wonderful and it's joyous and, and it gives honor to God. You, you go to a ball game and you clap and you get excited about a little leather ball in the middle of the field with 100,000 people. I mean, when you think about how dumb it is, really, I mean, when you look at it, we get so jacked up about that. But him, the Lord of glory, I'm more dignified than this. I'm going to be quiet. Well, there's a time that we need to clap. We need to make our shouts. We need to make our praise to the Lord. Psalm 57, 7. Listen to the psalmist. My heart, O oh God, is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and I will make music. And if you just read that in Hebrew where it says, I will make music, it just goes, I will make zamar, I will make praise. It's a connection of musical worship to spiritual health. 
Zamar, used 45 times in the scripture to pluck the strings, to celebrate worship to our God who is worthy. Um, so we, it's always accompanied by instruments. Listen to some more Psalms. I want you to hear this. Psalm 92, verses 1 through 3. It is good to give Yadah to the Lord and to Zamar to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night on an instrument, often strings, on the lute, on the harp, with harmonious sound. Psalm 147.7. Sing to the Lord with Tadah, Zamar on the harp, and to our God. Now, I know in our churches, I've rarely ever been to a church that had a harp, and we don't have a harp. But on our instruments, we worship, we praise, we, we sing, we magnify, we lift high, we yadah him because he's worthy. Psalm 98, 5 and 6. Zamar to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of the psalm, the trumpets and the sound of a horn. Shout joyfully before the Lord, the King. And the last one here, Psalm 144.9. I will sing a new song to you, O God, on a harp, often strings. I will zamar to you. You're going to come out here and say, man, tell me about that uh, Tehillah verse again. No, I'm, I'm, today I'm talking to you about Zamar. I want you to worship the Lord in song. I pray that you'll do this when you're alone with the Lord. When you're in your car, driving to work or driving to school. You're driving to the grocery store. May you Zamar the Lord. When you come into the house of worship, you Zamar. You praise the Lord. He's worthy. Look, look at this here on the outline. I want you to see this. Why do we sing? It removes the unimportant things from our life. When we sing, we fix, we focus our attention on the one that should have our devotion, our hearts. It brings me and you into the focus that is right in alignment. We remove that important. Secondly, it softens our hearts. How many times have I been in a discouraging place, in a lone place? Uh, uh, I would call it the place of the pit. You ever been to the place of the pit? Raise your hand if you ever been to the place of the pit before. Zamar the Lord. Praise the Lord. He tends to elevate us out of the, the pit. He, he lifts us up. He allows us to mount up and to soar like eagles with his strength. He's a great God. He's a holy God. He's come near in Christ. The third one is here. It means to the truth about Zamar, or uh, why don't we sing? It proclaims the truth. I talked to you about those little Bible songs we learned when we were little, or maybe as, as we continue to grow and as we learn songs of worship. We, we sing a new song this morning. Maybe you heard a new song. And you went, man, I like that song. They're, they're listed there in the worship guide on the left side of the page if you wanted to go listen to them this afternoon and go, I want, I want to get that down in my soul. And you want to sing to the Lord. It's important. So let's look at three important truths about Zamar. They're in the middle of the page. I know some of you are following along closely. Look with me. Three important truths. Music that honors God can comfort the human soul and can increase our awareness of God's presence. See, that's what I've learned about music a long time ago. It draws me to that place with him, praise and worship does. It heightens my intimacy with Christ. It increases my capacity to worship him because music is such a part the way God has created us to worship. You think about David, King David, 
would play upon his harp. He would go out into the field and watch the sheep, and he would, he would take a slingshot, and he would take his harp with him, and he would sing, and he would play over those sheep. But if it wasn't so much over the sheep. He would play until the Lord. He would draw his strength and his substance for him. He would find relief. In, in the Scripture, in 1 Samuel, it says, Whenever the Spirit from God came on Saul, David would take up his lyre and play, and then relief would come to Saul, and he would feel better, and the evil spirit would leave him. Saul knew there was a gift in music. More importantly, there was a gift in praise and in worship. Bring that boy in that he might play, that this evil spirit might have to calm down. Have you ever noticed, I don't care what kind of mood or what's going on in your life, when you put on worship, Demons have to flee. Things have to fall off. Perspective changes. Do I have a witness in the church this morning? That's what praise does. Praise is contagious. That's why we started a contemporary church so many years ago, because we knew that good worship would help us come into the lane of worshiping God. Secondly, music can open our hearts to God's truths as we sing our praise. We just become more open. Um, Lord, I'm wide open. Lord, I want you to come and invade my heart. Lord, the truth of that song was so real. May that truth become reality for me today, Father. This morning we have sang a few songs. We're going to close in a song today. Maybe it's an old song that we started this movement with a couple of decades ago that just came back to my spirit preparing for this thing. And, and, and we'll sing it this morning, and maybe some of you know, maybe you want, but it's just, I, I think it'll maybe encourage you in your walk with Christ. Listen to Psalm 43, 3 and 4. Send me your light and your faithful care. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. And then I will go to the altar of God. To God, my joy and my delight, I will praise you with a lyre. Oh, God, my God, Lord, I want your truth. You know, that's what I pray every day. God, I want to cling to the truth of Christ. And then would you allow me by your spirit to be an ambassador of your truth to share that good news with others. And if you're a Christ follower today, it's one of your key roles is to be a witness, an instrument of praise and, and testimony for Christ. Look at the third one. Music can pave the way to spiritual victory. I love that. It, it does. It just paves a way to victory. In 2 Chronicles 20, 22, listen. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. I mean, you read about Jehoshaphat. You read about different battles. And sometimes they would, he sent out a, a, a praise army, a choir army one time, and they defeated the enemies. I'm telling you, this is a principle it's, it, we see it as the story of Scripture, but it's a principle for us. When we put on praise, we defeat the darkness. Do you believe that? We do. Oh, man, I'm, 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 I'm preaching for you this morning because I want you to hear these truths. I want you to walk away and go, man, I don't know, but, man, I, man something in that resonated. Something in there started twisting in my soul. God, i got to talk to you about that. Great, great. Go, go search the Scriptures. Go see what God says to you. All right, let's move to this. I'm going to keep moving. That little box, how should we sing? We sing individually. I, I talked to you about that. We, we sing individually. We sing to our God. We, we get alone. My study's on the other side of the house from where my wife and I, where our bedroom is, and I get over there and I can, 
I can sing. I can be a little louder because I'm not going to disturb her when she goes to sleep. And, and last night I was just sick. You, you didn't hear me, did you, baby? And I was just, I was, she's like, yeah, I couldn't go to sleep. And I was just singing to the Lord and worshiping him. And, man, that's a good place to be. I, I, I invite you to do that. Some of you are like, well, well who will hear? The Father. You're saying, well, who else is going to hear it? Depends how loud you are. Depends if you're by yourself. But sing it. But look at the second one filled in. Sing corporately. When if you go here, sing. If you go to your church next weekend, or if you come back here, sing in a corporate gathering unto the Lord. Sing with your whole heart. Give him praise. Did you know that singing and praise is going to be the primary language of heaven? We're going to worship the Lord for all eternity. I think this is choir rehearsal. How many of you ever sang in a choir before? And you went to rehearsals. You understand? Well, that's what church is in a sense. We're preparing for the eternal worship of the Lamb of glory forever and ever and ever. So, Lord, help us do that. Help us to sing to you. Help us to go out, to sing constantly, to sing with reflection, to sing in an exuberant manner, to unleash worship. Let me tell you how important. I found something studying this week I've never seen. If you have the Bible, turn to Deuteronomy chapter 31. Can you turn over there with me? This is an amazing passage. Deuteronomy 31. And it's the power to remember and repent is unleashed as the people of God sing. Look, look down there with me in verse 19. 31, Deuteronomy 31, 19. Listen to this. This is interesting. I've never really seen this. Now write down for yourselves this song and teach it to the Israelites and have them sing it so that it may be a witness for me against them. They had fallen all into this sin, but the Lord was giving them a song and moved down to verse 21. And when many disasters and difficulties come upon them, this song will testify against them because it will not be forgotten by their descendants. Their kids, their great-grandkids, their great-great-grandkids, generations to come would know the song of the Lord. And that's why it's so important that we sing the great songs of faith and we pass it along because we're passing the baton. We're passing our faith on to them and we overcome the evil and the things that come out against us. It's just powerful, just powerful. I want to go back to a word and I'll finish in just a moment about Shabbat. I want to say this to you. The word Shabbat is to shout in a loud tone. And some of you are saying, now I'm a little uncomfortable with that preacher. You know, when I go to church, man, we're quiet as a mouse. We, we don't even open our mouth, you know. Okay, all right. But you could, and the Lord does call us to Shabbat him. But let me give you a cultural Shabbat. This is one of the greatest Shabbats I've seen. It wasn't a church Shabbat. Not long ago, there was a, a baseball team that had been trying to win the World Series for 108 years. And people had come and born and died and born and died and another generation, and they were going, and one day we are going to win the World Series. And they were the Chicago Cubs. 107 years of people. And the 108th season, the Chicago Cubs won the World Series. And if you don't believe this, go Google it this afternoon, and I want you to see one of the loudest Shabbats I've ever seen. The people in pandemonium went wild, ecstatic, in the streets, Shabbatting 
because the Cubs won the World Series. Now, they didn't win it again. They choked this year. But anyway, okay, but it's a great story for last year. Okay, all right. But here, here's what I'm saying to you. See, people know how to do express in loud tones. But when it comes to a praise of our God, it's like we just kind of pull in and we're afraid to maybe lift our voice a little louder to him who is worthy. But we zamar, we praise, we bless the name of the Lord. The Lord confronts us. He, he challenges us. He gives us. Let me, let me, let me tell you this. And I'm going to close. Worship is a weapon. And I want to tell you how powerful it is. Every single week, Donna will come to me or I'll go to her or somebody will cross our paths and their mate, their mom or dad, a relative, their employer, their employee, their best friend, somebody is suffering from Alzheimer's or dementia or some mental deal. And maybe there's some people here today, your parents have suffered with that in the past or they're currently suffering and maybe they don't recognize you now and it's tough. Their body maybe is still really functioning well, but they don't always remember you or maybe they haven't remembered you for a while. But I've seen this over and over and over. You go to the nursing home, you go to the assisted living, you go over where they find themselves. And maybe mom or dad or grandpa or grandma are there and they don't really know. And you're just trying to connect and you want to be a good granddaughter, a good son, a good whatever. And somebody invariably will walk over to the piano and they'll go, could I just play a few songs? And somebody will sit down and play this one song. I've heard it over and over and over. They'll play Amazing Grace. And for just a moment, mom or dad or grandma or grandpa will come back. And that song will well up from within their soul and they'll connect. And as soon as the song's over, they'll be ever quickly gone. You see why I wanted you to zamar the Lord? I think it's eternal. I think it clings to us. You know what I've learned? I preach with everything I've got. Coach, you know that, don't you? I just give it everything I've got. And nobody, none of y'all today are going to walk out of here going, I'm going to zamar your sermon all the way home. Nobody is going to sing anything I said all day or all week or all month. They might repeat one line, but they won't sing it. But if you ever get a song in your soul, you will zamar the Lord. This is God's word for this morning. Bow your heads with me. Father, we are grateful for, team, y'all come ahead. Father, we're grateful for this morning, for your love. And, Lord, we want to draw close, and we want to honor you, and we want to bless you. And, Lord, we need strength today because we've come to find it. We want to praise you, Lord, because you're certainly worthy. Lord, I pray that we learn this morning. I pray that we've gathered in one accord. But, Father, more than anything, I pray that we have just... Lord said, Lord, I want to, I want to draw close to you. I want to know you better than when I came in. Lord, I need your strength. So, Lord, give me strength today, Lord. Help me to integrate these songs of worship into my heart. Help me to reflect on your word, mighty God. Lord, you are faithful. Lord, help me not to just give loud voice or credence or attention to 
Chris Stapleton or Coldplay or some group that I like. Help me to give devotion and allegiance and honor to Jesus Christ. Lord, help me to overcome. Lord, be my healing. Lord, be my strength. Lord, help me to find strength in the songs of praise. For the psalmist said in the 59th chapter, the 16th verse, I will sing of your strength in the morning, and I will sing of your love, for you are my fortress. Be our fortress, mighty God. Draw us close. Father, if there be people here today that want to know more about Jesus, Lord, may they just grab me over here to the side in a moment, and I'd love to talk to them about this wonderful Savior that would love to come and take control of their life. Lord, we bless you in the name of Christ.